You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beat, it's a good one. We have Justin Most. We went for probably a little under an hour on this one, and we covered everything from um, what he does on the EOS side to his personal branding to how he helps businesses, his path, um, fitness tips, starting a business tips, a little bit of everything. It was awesome. And this episode, as usual, is brought to you by Martin Supermarkets. Go check them out. March Madness. Martins has everything you need as soon as you walk through the doors for March Madness. Watch college basketball. Enjoy Martins groceries. Have a good time. And speaking of having a good time, enjoy this episode with Justin. Justin, how are we doing today? Good, man. Uh, I am very excited to have you on um, in the few seasons that we've been doing this. You're always a recommended guest. Um, you, you have a lot of energy. Is that is that safe to say? Is that fair to say? <laughs> I don't know. It seems that people think yeah. I do. It, um, <laughs> you are, uh, I know where I where I get most of your content is on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're on all the socials, but it's, uh, you, you scroll by a Justin Moss post on LinkedIn. I think most people are going to be pretty jacked up at that point and ready to, <laughs> ready to go out and get something freaking done. Jacked yeah, freaking <laughs> jacked. It's, uh, my, my first question before we get into like your background and such is it, are you like always on, on, or do you have an off switch that you sometimes switch off? I don't, I don't really have an off switch, meaning so if I sit down in the evening on a couch, mm-hmm. my body shuts down. So that's okay. my off switch. It literally, okay. I does I, your mind shut off too, or never? Uh, yes. When yeah. when my when my body goes, my mind goes. It okay. all goes at the same okay. time. I'm pretty much mush. It's uh, and and you travel quite. We'll talk about it more, but you you do quite a bit of traveling too, yeah. right? Yeah. So I guess it's it's kind of uh, needed to be on all the time. Are you a coffee drinker? How do you say so jacked up, dude? I just went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and so okay. I have this little tickle cough, and yeah. I I knew it wasn't anything but something going on with my vocal cords, and yeah. he he just said, "Listen," he goes, "You speak for a living," he said, "So you're running this vocal box," he goes. And you're probably drinking caffeine. Yeah. I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> so I'm literally in the middle of trying to cut back because it is, I gotta, I gotta protect my voice. That's what, that's what I do. It's you swap into tea. I don't, I don't, I'm going to, I'm trying to go cold Turkey, just slow down my roll. Okay. And then eventually I'm just going to be drinking water. So at your peak, how much coffee were we talking? Oh, if, it, if I'm in a session room with a client and they have coffee, I mean, it's easy, you know, five to 10 cups. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I already had a sport, a spark in the morning. Yeah. And then if I'm driving home that night, I have to have another energy hey, drink. Out another so it's, dude, it, it was pretty bad when it was, when I was at my peak. Well, so let's get into your background a little bit. Are, are you local? Are you from here? I, I'm not from here. I'm from the Thumb of Michigan, Pigeon, Michigan. Okay. Town of about a thousand people. They took our stoplight away like eight years ago. <laughs> Government said we didn't need it. But uh, moved here uh, in 2004. So been here for 18 years. So what brought you to the South Bend area? So what brought me here was was my dad and my mom used to live in Elkhart. 
and we were looking for a change. So my brother and I, uh, his family, my wife and I, our two kids, and my mom and dad, we all moved down here together. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what we were moving down for, but we were committed to figuring it out. And that's actually when um, Seth and I and a couple friends launched Five Star Life. Yep. Character and Leadership Youth Mentoring Program. So I did that for seven years. And it is, I mean, Seth has taken it to a whole nother level in terms of impact, but we got it off the ground for that first seven years. So what was your, in those first seven years of Five Star Life, what was your role? Uh, my role was to do what I do now. I'm a noisemaker. Mm-hmm. Like it, when I was with Edward Jones, I was a professional door knocker, passionate about helping people get financial freedom. When I left that and moved down here, I remember, you know, I'm a faith-based guy. And so I was just telling the Lord, I don't know what you want me to do, but Seth has this thing and passion for students, and I'm going to help him lift this thing off the ground. So I became a professional door knocker with the five-star vision, and I told that story uh, 10 counties wide and just watched some pretty amazing things happen with uh, getting that thing off the ground. So I was the fundraiser. I was a professional door knocker. I was a smiley face on the end of the stick. Whatever I could do (laughs) to bring attention to the amazing work that Seth was doing, that was my mission. So what did that transitional role look like? Now I think most people would associate you with entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, speaker, whether it's for Fortune 500s or just on the mm-hmm. motivational side. Mm-hmm. What led you to go from that day-to-day, I'm doing this for five-star, to kind of moving into this is what Just- Justin Most is now? So at, at my core, like I remember working with Five Star, working in that mission, super freaking passionate about the mission they're doing still to this day. But I remember being the fundraiser and recognizing in myself that I am not passionate about fundraising. I am passionate about having impact so Five Star can reach more students. But I got sick of fundraising. I had a couple donors. I remember the conversation, and it really just helped me pivot to say, I don't want to be a fundraiser. I want to go build businesses to fund what I'm passionate about. And so that's exactly what I did. And, and I literally had this conversation praying, Lord, give me a business that would be low barrier to entry and high profitability. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I uh, enter in John Maxwell's speaker trainer coach opportunity. And so right away, I, I knew I wanted to be trained by the master. Like no one in the world has as much influence and in leadership material than John Maxwell. And so I, I studied him. I watched him. I absorbed his content and that's really when I, I got my start in 2012. I started my own leadership speaking training coaching company. And I've, I did that for probably three years before I was introduced to EOS. So tell us about EOS. So, uh, well, the funny story is I was, you know, doing this big Lead USA event here at the Century Center. We'd have like 1,500 leaders in. I brought, brought in John Maxwell, brought in Darren Hardy, Eric Thomas, a whole bunch of like nationally known leadership speaker, trainer, coach type people. Um, but I had a client in, in uh, locally come to me and say, Justin, thank you. Like, thank you so much for helping us with culture and leadership. And then he paused like a half pause. And he said, but EOS actually helped us do it. <laughs> and it was like the kindest backhanded compliment <laughs> that I'd ever received. And I'll call him out. Levi Burkholder yeah. was so, I mean, he was my first he was the first guy that gave me a legit contract in my speaking, training, coaching business. I'm so grateful to him. We're friends to this day, but I always tell him that I, I give him the credit mm-hmm. for like waking <laughs> me up. So EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system 
And when I saw the material, it was so in alignment with everything that I do. I have this workshop called Seven Practices of Great Leaders. So I was doing this keynote and this workshop all across the country with teams. And Traction, Gino's book, Traction, was basically, John Maxwell says this, events challenge people, but process changes people. And I could feel it in myself, in my business. The teams I was serving, they loved my content, but it was it was an event to challenge them. It was not the actual process to change them, change their results, but process does. And that's when I, I recognized that I didn't want to just be a speaker for a half-day workshop. I wanted to have substantial impact in my clients' businesses. And so that's when I became an implementer. EOS. So it's it's kind of like you come in, you get before you before EOS, you'd come in, you get people jacked up. Maybe it would stick for a few days, but when you're coming in and actually doing the process and changing their process, this is something they can carry on for years. So so keynote speaking is a one to many deal. Mm-hmm. You, you're standing on a stage, you're engaging an audience, you're giving them value. There's no question. All of all of the great content in my world has either come from a book or a talk, right? And so I'm learning new things. So you go to events, you go to workshops to to be challenged. It's an event to challenge you. Everyone needs to be challenged. Sometimes woken up, your your cage rattled. But then once you know where you want to go, you need a process to change you. And so that's what I, I, I have the quiver. I have the arrows in my quiver of I know how to create events to challenge people. But most of my clients don't want to just be challenged. They want the process to change them. And so EOS gives you the six key components and the framework to really help business owners get what they want out of their business. And that's now that I've been doing that for several years, um, that has become 90% of what I do is I, I love getting in a session room. I love helping teams gain massive traction. I love increasing focus, discipline, accountability, I love it when a team sees where they want to go, like they have clear vision, and then they can share it with the whole entire company mm-hmm. because they're that aligned. And then the other thing is my passion has been building teams. And teams are more dysfunctional than they are functional. And so the EOS tools gives you a framework to create a more cohesive, united leadership team. And as goes any leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. So that's that's really for me it was it was a peanut butter and jelly moment where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you mean I don't have to create any of this mm-hmm. content? Gino did it for me, and I believe every item in that whole tool set is really just an extension of who I am anyways." And you you go all over the country, maybe even internationally, I'm not sure. So you go all over the country. Yeah. Are there certain areas that you go to or do you do you ever have repeat businesses where you'll go for a second, third, fourth time? Are you pretty much going in fresh every single time? No. So, so the way EOS works is you you really be, become a coach and an, I'm called an implementer for a business, and they usually have it's a two year engagement. So mm-hmm. I'll do ten to twelve full day sessions, getting all the tools into those teams so that they can run this thing on their own where they don't need me. So really, I I go across the country simply because. So many of my clients have asked me, hey, I've got a friend that runs a business in Nashville. Can you help him? And so that's really how my business has grown. In fact, it's, it's, it's a bit of a problem because I'm traveling too much. <laughs> and I, 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 I know there's companies locally, 
that if I mm-hmm. would just spend more time locally doing business development, that there's a ton of need locally. But it doesn't matter. I, I love what I do. So I have kind of a leadership question. I guess it would it would be a leadership question. You you go in and you're speaking to a team. Um, typically, how big is the team? You said you'll do 10 to 12-day workshops. How big is the team that you're speaking to or working so, with? So my workshops are one-day sessions, okay. and there's a process that we take them through. But the team size, it's anywhere from... Man, I think my smallest team is like five or six employees. Okay. And my largest team is 750. Right. Um, so so the team size doesn't matter. It's wherever, usually it's 10 to 250 employees. That's kind of the target audience when it when a business owner is starting to feel the pain points that for a lack of an operating system. And so that's when they start to realize, oh my gosh, I need something that's bigger than me, a system or a structure that I can drive focus, vision, accountability, and traction, and healthy. So my question is, and maybe you haven't run into this, but if you're dealing with uh, maybe someone that doesn't really buy in when you're there, it's an employee that maybe their head is in the clouds or they don't think they should be doing this. Um, you're a smart guy. You'll be able to see that pretty much immediately. How, <laughs> t- how do you deal with that? From Because for those days, you are their leader. Um, how, how do you deal with someone who isn't all the way engaged? So... The, the beauty of an operational system, um, the way it's set up, is I have zero interest in, in pushing a rope uphill. Mm-hmm. Meaning if the business owner wants traction, wants EOS, and is willing to change and is hungry to grow, then they may need to make some decisions if they have team members that say, I don't want this. That's the answer I was thinking, yeah. And so so, yeah. so I rely 100% on that business owner is saying, if you're committed to the system, it's going to help you get results, but it's also going to help you find out where are all of your issues. And more than likely, if a company is underperforming, it's because the people aren't being led well, they aren't being held accountable well, and they don't share the same DNA or the same vision as that business owner. And so... You, you will have a, a set of issues. You'll have some people issues that you have to resolve. You'll have some process issues that you'll have to resolve. You'll have some data issues. So there's several types of issues you're going to have, but some of those painful issues are people. We love people. Who wants to have a hard conversation with someone who, who has been with you for five years, but there's really not alignment? Mm-hmm. You, if you're going to gain traction, you're going to have to confront that issue. And my hope is that, the tools that I'm providing help business owners have a more deeper, uh, meaningful conversation about this gap. And that, bus- that business owner, if they do it in the right way, they can have a powerful conversation to help that, that team member say, oh, I see where you want to go and I want to be a part of it. But sometimes people don't want to be a part of it. And so if because there's accountability coming in, some people don't like to be held accountable or some people don't want to be a part of this team anymore. And so it's it's not a bad thing. I, I've had a, a good friend of mine that I had to remove from my company. And it wasn't because I didn't love him. It was because he didn't know how to do the work that I was asking him to do. And I didn't set him up for success. Mm-hmm. And so I introduced him to another friend of mine that owns a business locally. And he's thriving. We're still friends. And he's making three times more money than when he was with me. And so sometimes these people issues, it's best for them and it's best for that business owner, but but you're going to have to face the hard things. Like 
you can't run an operational system with structure and discipline, it's going to pinpoint all the hard things that maybe you've been avoiding. One of my favorite quotes is, easy decisions, hard life, hard decisions, easy life. Ooh. And it pretty much falls <laughs> directly is, into that. If you're not willing to have hard conversations with yourself first, then there's no one that can help you. Yep. But if you're willing to have hard conversations with yourself, and then you decide not to be willing to have hard conversations with your team, then you are still stuck. Yep. Because nobody accomplishes anything great by themselves. You, you got to have a team. What did COVID look like for you? Um, man, COVID was almost a non-issue. Really? Um, I, I probably had, a, there was probably a two-month period where teams were um, holding off their events or pivoting, you know, like postponing the event. But Did you have to do any virtual? I've done lots of virtual. Yeah. So, yes, I went virtual. Uh, but honestly, I was, in, I was in planes and hotels in May of 2020. Like, I, I literally remember when there was 10 people on a plane that seated 150. It was the weirdest, freakiest <laughs> thing going into airports, and there was nobody there yeah. except me and, like, 10 other people. There was this one hallway that was made for thousands of people. And there was like three people. Wow. And it was like that ghost town. It was yeah. so eerie. But I really, uh, I had a large client base. I had a handful of my clients graduate. But then I just turned on my biz dev machine. And there's so many people that still need traction in their business. So it really, it was pretty much a non-event. One thing I did do is I started studying social media because of yeah. COVID. Because I'm like, I have a little bit of downtime. And so I started studying Gary Vaynerchuk and... Um, Brendan Kane, he wrote this book, One Million Followers in 30 mm -hmm. Days. I literally, after two years of studying both those guys, I've just contracted Brendan Kane because I'm launching my Success Love Discipline kind of initiative, and we are we are full-on uh, freaking jacked. <laughs> so I'm glad you transitioned to social media because here's something I want to ask you about, something I always enjoy when I come across it, the whiteboard. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you'll have... I think one of the things you're known for is the whiteboard, <laughs> very detailed, has your messaging. Yeah. My first question about the whiteboard. So when we see the end result and it's full and you're yeah. going through it, how long does it take you to get that all on a board? Or are you just going so fast that you just kind of whip it up like goodwill hunting? So, oh, you're exposing my, my weaknesses. <laughs> I, so for me, you know, Gary talks about you got to be you. And so for me, um, I'm not going, my thinking doesn't happen by creating amazing PowerPoints and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I could do that, but raw, just authentic, straight from my heart. When there's a message in me, I create it on the whiteboard of the bullets. And then I, then I do a take or two. Sometimes it's 10 because I'm not happy with what I do, but, but it's just a straight take. There's no editing. Um, and I just roll with it. Did you know it would be a social media hit or is it you? For you, it was just like, this is the best way for me to get the information out. I, I want to ignite and fuel people with tools and disciplines to help them succeed. Like, that's a passion of mine. And so, if it's resonating in me, I mean, I have hundreds of books on the inside of my mind. I have, you know, thousands of events that I've done and serving people. And so, when something resonates in me, I'm thinking, is this going to help anybody? And if it's going to help anybody... I'm throwing that, I'm, I'm shipping that message in a way that I think will, will help people grab it. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm just learning. <laughs> it's just learning. Another piece of, let's say, marketing genius. 
and I don't know when this came in, but the success loves discipline. So yeah. you have the apparel, you have the gear. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how did that come about? And did you know that having a motto would take <laughs> off? Or like I, basically from a I'm on the marketing nerd side, right. I want to know are these things something that you came up with like, oh, this is going to be gold? Or are they kind of happy accidents that just turned into gold? Um. Uh, I'm a massive procrastinator. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell you this because... I was stuck. I, I was the guy that was married for 16 years that had his beautiful bride look at him in his face and say, you're not the man I thought you'd be when I married you 16 years ago. You're not the husband I thought you'd be when I married you 16 years ago. And you're not the father I thought you'd be. All those words in about a three-minute sentence with my wife with tears rolling down her cheeks saying, sweetie, something's got to change. And everything she said was spot on. I, I, I had lots of passion and energy, but I did not have it focused and I was not disciplined. And so I be, I made the decision. I'm a faith-based guy. So when you read the Bible, there's these fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kind of all these amazing words, all flowery words. And the last freaking word is self-control. I did not, I realized I did not have the level of self-control to get the results that I wanted in my life. And so Success Loves Discipline was first a message to Justin Most. And I knew that if I wanted success in any area of my life, if I wanted physical fitness success, if I wanted marriage success, if I wanted financial success, if I wanted business, it all comes down to me owning a handful of disciplines. And I don't care who's listening right now, If you are unhappy or feel a little hopeless because you're not getting the results that you want in your life, it is probably because you're not attacking that area of your life with a handful of disciplines. And so success loves discipline is a movement in my passion, and I'm going to be the brand champion of this movement, is that I want to ignite and fuel people with tools and disciplines to help them succeed. You need an ignition point. Jim Rohn says, when the pain to stay the same is greater than the pain to change, that's when you'll change. I had that pain point, and it was an ignition point of, I can't, like, what uh, what does Popeye say? I can't stand it. I can't stand it no more. Someone was picking on olive oil, and he was going to solve the problem. I was picking on myself. I was living undisciplined. I was living in habitual mediocrity, and it was just, it sucked. And, and I just wasn't where I wanted to be. So that's, that's why Success Loves Discipline exists. The term came up because I love quotes. I love reading quotes. Big I love, quote guy. I love yeah. coming up with <laughs> quotes. And so I was like for months thinking, what is my quote? Discipline has changed my life. And what about it? Like, what is it? And there was a, a movie, probably <laughs> not an appropriate movie, but it was a, oh, an okay. <laughs> assassination movie. Jason Statham, he's awesome actor. And he was this assassin, and on his gun was inscribed at the end of the movie, no one could ever take him out because he was always like three steps ahead Mm -hmm. of everybody. And inscribed on his gun was these words, victory loves preparation. And that's when it hit me. Success loves discipline. You want success? Then you need to fall in love with discipline. And that's, that's really what I've tried to do. Uh, imperfectly, I have fallen in love with discipline and, and I'm working on it every day. How much does the success loves discipline mantra correlate to your EOS training? 
EOS is an entire system of discipline. It is an entire operation, operating system to, that pushes discipline into a business. So success loves discipline is, you know, if you want to go on a diet, some people say, oh, they don't work for me. No, it's because you haven't worked the actual plan that the diet gave you. Same with financial wealth building. Dave Ramsey has it figured out. If you follow his seven baby steps, those are simply disciplines. Every area that you want success, I promise you, there's a couple disciplines. So EOS is literally a basket of disciplines that help business owners get what they want out of their business. And, and that is my primary tool when I'm working with entrepreneurs. But there's a bunch of people that are not entrepreneurs that want to have freaking awesome success. And I'm going to help create some tools and disciplines that will help them get what they want out of their freaking life. So these are questions that are going to be a little bit more selfish, I guess, but I think the listeners will really like it. These are going to be more like Tim Ferriss type questions that he would ask <laughs> okay. uh, his guests. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you're one of the guests that I'd be interested to hear these answers. So what does the first hour of your day look like? Mm. When I'm having an awesome day and I'm owning my disciplines, is yeah, that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, let's give it. Yeah, I told to you for. I was a massive procrastinator, so I have come a long way, but I'm still like I'm still working on myself. Mm -hmm. But a perfect day for Justin Moss is I wake up and I'm out of bed within ten minutes of when my alarm goes off. I I sit down. That's the, around what time? Um, it, it depends. I, I'm more interested in getting seven hours of sleep. So whenever I go to bed, I commit to getting seven hours. That's a discipline that I have is I need seven Will you seven go beyond hours. seven or do you try to stick to seven exactly? Um, on weekends, I might be able to go beyond seven, but it's pretty much, well, I, I've learned that if I get seven hours, I can sustainably run really hard for decades. And so seven hours is my deal. I will take and it I think that's I And I think that's very important because a lot of people will see um, – uh, Kobe worked on four hours. LeBron James needs 10 hours. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has that number and it's about finding that number rather than just saying, well, this is what like a book or a social media yeah. post. So you found your number. Yeah. There's works. too much science that when I'm not running at a minimum of six days a week, seven hours sleep, that, that it affects my health. Mm -hmm. I just got out of my annual season. My voice is a little hoarse still. Uh, and it's because I've been running too hard, too many session days and, and not enough sleep, too mm -hmm. many planes, too many hotels, too much tr car time. So, so my, back to your question, it's, if I get my seven hours, I'm up within 10 minutes, I'm creating my, my agenda for the day, the morning of, I already have my week planned out. My executive assistant schedules everything for me. So it's pretty much a fully loaded week before I even get to the week. So what I do in the morning is I fill in all the gaps of the day from sunup to sundown. Like today, I, I, I'm running uh, a 13-hour workday, and then I work out at 7.45 tonight. I literally write out the entire day. By hand, you're saying? By hand, okay. and then I track my reality. So that's me all day long, making sure I'm living by this agenda. This is a little anal discipline, but if I don't do this, I, I'm a toggle switch guy, so I fall off really fast. Then I have a tool called the morning power routine. Mindset coaching training, Dr. Amber Selking. She's been the, on the show. She's been on the show. Yeah. So, so I know that what I think matters. And so I have this morning power routine that helps me review my life goals, my affirmations, my core values, my one year plan, my next 90 days, 
the biggest things that I'm trying to grow into, like areas I'm trying to grow towards. So it's just a, it's a 10 minute reminder, renewing of my mind for me to live my best day for me to live my best life. So that takes me about 10 minutes. Then I listen to the Bible, either I read it or I listen to it when I'm in the shower and then my day hits and I'm, I'm in the work. So I'm either in a session day prepping for a client or if it's a buffer day like today, I have like, you know, seven or eight meetings all day long. So I'm prepared for all those meetings and the, the downtime I'll have, if I don't have a break, I'm going to take a 15 minute break for lunch, but then I'm heads down trying to get my actions done to be prepared for the next meeting or for the next day. What does the last hour of your day look like? Oh, this is, there's so much study on the last hour of the day. I suck at this. This is where I need to grow. Um, I don't have a good answer of what my last hour of the day looks like. It just depends on what's happening. I'm trying to spend more time with my kids. And so that's probably one of my last hours of the day is connecting with them. Uh, I just have one at home now. So she's 17. And then uh, once in a while, I have my, my college boy, Jalen. He goes to Bethel. Um, okay. So sometimes he comes street, home. Yeah. yeah, sometimes he comes home. I get to see him. But that's really probably the last hour of the day is me trying to connect with family. And for this question, I, th I think I know the answer, but if you had a billboard you could put up that would reach billions of people, um, I assume success loves discipline would be the message. <laughs> success <Okay. laughs> loves discipline would be, it is a life message that it's, uh, I probably will always be working on it and I will probably always be helping other people get the success they want by finding those few disciplines. And I saw on LinkedIn a few times, you've also made physical fitness a priority um, yeah. what kind of, like, what does your either meal structure look like? I know you mentioned, um, on a typical day you'd work out in the evening. Mm -hmm. Is that something you typically do? Mm -hmm. Um, is there any actual advice you'd have for people on the physical fitness side? So, I mean, obviously you gotta, what do you want? I, I go back to what do you want? Why, why are you approaching physical fitness? I have a mentor that was, you know, 90, 84 before he hung it up as a CEO of a company, but he kept running until 93 Wow. And um, he's 106 now, but he had a very Jeez. rigid routine where he would exercise so many minutes a day and he had a morning power routine, like I mentioned, and he had a, a planner. So it just depends on what you want for your health. My wife with a, has been a 20-year nutritional fitness instructor hobbyist. And so she, when I'm at home, my nutrition is amazing. It's when I leave home that I have to really work hard mm -hmm. to not be tempted to take in whatever, you know, any of my clients have on the table or whatever. So for me, I, I'm trying to get four hours or four workouts a week in. It's got to be 30 minutes minimum. And usually it's a combination of cardio and weights. Yeah. Um, but that that's, you know, I'm in, I'm 46 years old. Uh, I have had a goal to be able to dunk the basketball when I'm 50. And yeah. I just dislocated my toe and I have to do shoulder surgery. And so I'm, Jeez. I'm being hung up a bit on some of my goals, but, but really the only reason I wanted to dunk the basketball is I figured if I was healthy enough to do that, I'd be really healthy to keep running, doing what I love. I've always to found do. it's helpful to have like, you're working towards something. I'm a goal yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't just run on the treadmill to say I ran on the treadmill. Right. And so I always pick, I love juggling the soccer ball now because I, I can set a goal of, I want to go the length of the football field without dropping it. If I do, I got to do push-ups or sit-ups or whatever. But I'm always setting these, uh, I call them just stupid Justin goals mm -hmm. because it's a way for me to stay fit. I have a few more before we get to the more off-the-wall questions. Um, 
what does, so we went through a typical day. Well, let's go with the last two then. I'll save the advice for the last question. Surely sometimes you have downtime where you, you have fun, have hobbies. Um, I, I know your work is probably fun for you and a hobby, yeah. but like to make the normal people listening feel better, like do you ever watch TV? Do you watch movies? I'm a movie guy. Okay. okay. I'm a movie guy. Okay, I love movies. I probably like them too much. Any favorites? Uh, that's my action. Anything with action. Action. I love action movies. Okay. And and I like I like cartoon movies. I like got Disney cartoons. Yeah. I love all the Disney cartoons. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> my son said, "What do you watch?" I'm like, "I watch uh, what's that? Frozen two? Yeah. He goes, well, "Who'd you watch it with?" I'm like, "Nobody." He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's laughing at me. I'm like, "Yeah, uh, I don't really care what you think." So for me, I'm creative. I love being creative and watching movies and seeing how people do things. It's inspiring to me. And then it just keeps my mind rolling. I used to be the kid on vacation when we were a kid. I would read all of the billboards from from Michigan to Florida. And it would drive my parents crazy. But I just, I loved reading messages. Mm-hmm. And I loved reading stories. And so I think that's why I love movies so much is it's, it's always about a story. And I, I like winning. And so action movies, because a lot of times the heroes are the winners. Um, <laughs> so, so that's, that's, but that's how I escape, honestly. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I have I don't really have any hobbies. I like working out. If I have free time, I'm getting in the gym or I'm grabbing a soccer ball or I'm gonna go kayaking or I'm gonna go if I'm in if I'm in a place where there's mountains, I'm gonna go hike the mountain. Like I freaking love challenging my like pushing the limits on my personal body. It's just fun. And so that's what I do for rest. Um and then I told you when I sit down I just crash. So yeah. I can't have a conversation once in the <laughs> evening. <laughs> <laughs> While you work out, are you a podcast or music guy? Books. Okay. I, I don't even, I, I, I listened. So my, my mode of con- capturing or getting content in me is I really figure out where, to, what are the areas that I'm trying to grow in? Like I said, with when COVID hit, I was going to learn social media. And so I've been studying Gary Vaynerchuk and Brendan Kane, and I've been, I've been resourcing with the, the best books on social media. And so that's, that's what I've done for the past, probably eight years. It was, uh, uh, Paul Martinelli and Darren Hardy, Darren Hardy, publisher of success magazine. He said, when you're trying to grow in an area, he goes, don't just read anything. Don't just listen to anything. Find the specific skill set that you're trying to learn and absorb the best content on earth regarding that. And so that's really, I've taken that advice so when I'm working out or when I'm doing things, 95% of the time, I am listening intentionally to a book that's going to level up my skill. Okay. This is a question everybody likes. Um, I think you are <laughs> one of the best people to answer it. So it's just the advice question. Okay. Um, but listeners to this show usually skew a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, we got, I mean, a lot of people that want to start that business. They want to start that project. They want to make that change either to be healthier, mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. they're looking for actionable advice. Mm -hmm. Do you have, I know it's a big ass, but like some kind of blanket actionable advice that you would give to people? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me, let me give you, let me give you my, what has helped me literally live my dream life. And I, when I say dream life, I haven't achieved hardly any of my goals there. I have some really big goals, but it is, I'm on a path to get there. Mm -hmm. And so here's a couple of the disciplines. Number one, I have a daily agenda and it's been a discipline that was really hard for me to develop because I, I didn't like structure. I didn't like putting myself in a box. I'm like, how, how can you handle all this energy? You can't put it in a box. Like that was always my excuse. I'm too energetic. Mm-hmm. 
So me having an agenda has changed my life and given me focus, clarity, and discipline. That's number one. Number two, I have this weekly action register. It's a tool. It's, it's literally like a scorecard of my seven most critical disciplines for Justin to live healthy. And sometimes I crush it and sometimes I don't, but I always track it and I always know if I'm winning or losing. You have to create an environment where you cannot hide from yourself. It was easy when I don't track anything, it's easy for me to hide from myself and fall into that mediocre procrastinating Justin. It's easy for me to do that. What's hard is owning my scorecard metrics, owning these weekly action disciplines that move the needle in my life. And so for me, that sleep, that's having an agenda, that's reviewing my morning power routine, that's four, day, four workouts a week, that's seven hours, like I said, of sleep, it's reading the Bible 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes of prayer, it's, it's seven or eight disciplines, and then I have another 10 disciplines in my business. But track your disciplines. That has probably been the biggest game changer for me is tracking my disciplines. And the reason why nobody likes it is because it's freaking hard. Mm -hmm. But if they want results, you'll do whatever it takes. And so that's why I've fallen in love with these disciplines because I'm getting some of the success I was hoping for. That's my best advice. Track the disciplines. If you don't track them daily and weekly, you will probably fall off the bandwagon and you're going to go back into the same world. And so I just consistently track this stuff and it's, it's, I think, the difference between an Olympic athlete and a, a casual athlete. It's the Olympic athlete that everybody admires until they look at the work required yeah. <laughs> to be that. So for me, I don't care about being an Olympic athlete, but I would like to be an Olympic dad, an Olympic business owner, uh, an Olympic leader. And so I have some disciplines that help me live that life. And you're also a basketball guy. But what I like to tell a lot of the kids over the summer is everyone sees Steph Curry and they want to have the yeah. shot selection Steph has. Yes. And I say, when you put in the hours that Steph has to earn the right to take those shots, take them. But until yeah. you're putting in the work that Steph puts in, let's worry about the process first that it took Steph to get there. And, and that, that's where I want to say, like, it doesn't matter. So I started with some very small goals. One of my goals was to do a daily agenda. That was like a life goal was to be the kind of person that would have a daily agenda because I never had one. So it took me a long time, like embarrassingly at 36 years old, a long time to change the way I was approaching my day so that I could actually own what was in my agenda. So, so I don't, I don't care about these big goals. What I care about is, are you getting what you want and identifying a discipline that would help you get there and then start tracking that discipline you determine is it 20 minutes of a workout? Is it 30 minutes? Is it an hour? Like what's realistic and start tracking that? Is it, is it, is it productivity? Is it hitting, like when I was at Edward Jones, they told me 25 door knocks a day. Well, that was my discipline. Mm -hmm. And I never went home until I had 25 door knocks a day and I tracked it every freaking day. Where do you want success? And now just figure out there's a couple habits, a couple disciplines that you'd need to get there. And that, that will, you will see results if you just own what I'm talking about right now. It's kind of like Dave Ramsey's snowball, but on a lifestyle. It is. than financial. It's exactly right. What, what do you want with your health? What do you want with your finances? What do you want with your faith? What do you want with your relationships? There was a moment where I intentionally 
I asked my wife, I'm like, what, what, what can I do to make our marriage better? And she's a processor. And so she came back the next day and she just wrote in the note, I just wish you'd pray with me. I've been a Christian for like 30 freaking years. And my wife is saying, I just wish you'd pray with me. And so for a season, I, I had a discipline to, to pray five days a week with my wife. Just grab her hand, a, a three-minute prayer, but it was intentional and it was a connection point. That's a discipline. And some people are like, oh, that's way too anal. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about your goals. If you want to improve in that area, then do whatever it takes to move the needle in that area. Yep. Love it. A lot of good advice. Let's do, um, let's, let's do some more off-the-wall type questions. It's March Madness season. By the time people listen to this, the first couple rounds will be over. So here's my hypothetical for you. Okay. Ones versus 16s. If all four ones win... You get $10 million. If one of the 16s win, you can never set foot on a plane again. Are you taking that bet? If one, hold on. Hold on. If, if all the ones win, you're good. 10 million bucks. Yep. But if only one of the 16s win this year, you can never set foot on a plane again. Are you comfortable enough to take that bet? I think it's happened once, right? One time. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my disciplines and I could care less who wins okay. the games. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my disciplines to get where I want to go. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been stuck on an elevator? I've never been stuck on an elevator. Would you handle it? Okay. Not claustrophobic or anything? Not at all. I'm okay. fine. You'd be fine. Yeah. Let's do. If uh, I had my cell phone. If, what, if you, <laughs> what if you didn't have your cell phone or no service? Oh, I'd be frustrated. That's you, you were That's talking all. about getting put in a box. That's putting a literal box. I'd be frustrated. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd yell to get, I got to be somewhere. Yeah. So this elevator's jacking up my system. <laughs> um, you're a basketball guy. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of change this question just to a free throw. One free throw. You make it million dollars cash. Yeah. You miss it. You can never text again. I'll take the free throw. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Sinking it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, would you rather be stuck in Jurassic park or Jumanji? Oh, definitely Jurassic Park. Yeah? Yeah. Better chance, shot with the dinosaurs? you think it'd just be cooler to be around the dinosaurs? I, I know what's coming at me. Jumanji, yeah. I freaking don't know yeah, There's a lot of different, yeah. So many different things. <laughs> um, can a guy use a gift card on a first date? Can a guy? Yeah. yeah I proposed to my girlfriend when she was a high school uh, senior, so it's been a long time since <laughs> I've been on a, a date outside of my wife. Um, uh, yes, 100%. Okay. Hundred yep. percent. Um, rest of your life, chef, masseuse, or chauffeur? You get you get to choose one. Chauffeur. Yeah. I, I want to help people get where they want to go in life. Would you uh, Would you rather be able to throw a baseball one hundred and five or be able to dunk? I think I know what your answer is going to be. Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you get to watch sports very often? I watch sports once in a while. I would much rather play them. I'd okay. pick a movie over a game unless it's Notre Dame football. Okay. So Notre Dame football you do watch? I do watch. Okay. I love watching Notre Dame football. You have to choose one of these two. You can watch the game until the two-minute mark, or you can only watch from the two-minute mark to the end. I want the game. Okay, so all the way to the two-minute mark. I love the adventure. Most the are journey. decided by then anyway. I love the journey of the game. I care about the outcome, but I love the journey of the athletes. That's just Justin Most. Are you a chatter in the back of an Uber? I'm a chatter everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, any unusual habits or superstitions? No superstitions. Um, unusual habits. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think just all these little disciplines that I'm trying to attack, some people would say that's unusual. Favorite place you visited? Favorite place I visited? Oh, gosh. Um, St. Lucia. Okay. I climbed the, the Petit Patan. There's like these two big rock structures, and I climbed the, climbed the one that you're not supposed to climb. It's Shocker. It's yeah. not shank sanctioned <laughs> to climb. It was so much fun. So when, you're, when you do have a vacation plan and you're going somewhere to travel, are you pretty much looking up, like, what's there that I can conquer? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, what can I do <laughs> there? What, what, I want to swim something. I want to climb something. I want to do something. Here is our Martin's question of the day. Uh, what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Strangest thing I've ever eaten? Uh, fried worms. Really? <laughs> How was that? I was, we had this neighbor friend of ours. Uh, Just frying worms? She's a little older than my, <laughs> my kids. And we decided they dared me if I would fry up some worms. So I sauteed some worms. Little gritty. Use a little, little butter? Gritty. I did butter and yeah. salt and worms. It was it was awesome, but it was a little gritty. <laughs> when you hear the word successful, who's the first person that comes to mind and why? Oh, man. There are so many people. I study this. Um, I, I would say uh, Bob Chapman. Um, he's the ranked the number three CEO in the world. Uh, he wrote a book called Everybody Matters, The Extraordinary Power of Treating Your People Like Family. I want to, I want to be successful in a way that blesses people. And Bob Chapman has done that in a profound way. And, uh, Bob has, has been a mentor to Jason Lippert. I was able Mm -hmm. to connect the two of them and I'm Jason is, is the young Bob Chapman. Jason's so been on the show too. It is super fun to, to see the impact that he's having. But I, I would say Bob Chapman. I would also say um, Truett Cathy. Okay. He's, he's the founder of Chick-fil-A. And it took them 52 years to get to their first billion dollars. And so I study like, how do people get where they are? And I, it just reminds me that it baby steps. Like he had another restaurant for 20 years, the Dwarf House Grill, for 20 years before wow, he that. started Chick-fil-A. People think that it was just Chick-fil-A. No, the dude was honing a skill for 20 years before he came up with the chicken sandwich. And then he never took a dime out of Chick-fil-A until he had 17 stores. And now Chick-fil-A is, seems like every store does a billion dollars in a day. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, any bad advice you hear or see in your world? Any bad advice? Is there bad advice that you run into or maybe you'll see on LinkedIn every once in a while and you're like, man, that is just not the way to go about it. I feel like the worst advice that I've heard and seen is when people say, um, pursue your passions. I am a guy that believes in pursue your passion, but they, they, they painted in this picture of pursue your passion and live, live the life that you want to live and I, I, and have it fast, right? I feel like what's the biggest gap or the frustration is so many people are never able to live their passion because they have not lived with discipline. And so the, the pitch, you buy all these products online of pursue your passion and all this kind of coaching, but the, what it lacks is the actual reality of grinding ridiculous discipline is what's required to actually live your passion and get paid for it. And so... For me, I love speaking, I love training and coaching, but I've been grinding for, you know, before five, before this business, I was doing five-star life for seven years. Mm-hmm. And that was learning 
some of the speaking training coaching. And then I was doing Edward Jones before yeah, that. Even knocking on doors with Edward Jones. Even, yeah. So, so you take that 20 years that's, I've been grinding in that vein. It's, it's a lot more painful than what people realize to live their passion and live their dream, but it's freaking worth it. Yeah. If you're willing to own the discipline. So anybody that says you can have success, but they don't give you a, a tool of discipline. That's, I think the biggest scam out there. Two left, one serious, one not so serious. Which one do you want to do first? Which one do you want to end with? The serious or not serious? Bring me the not serious right now. Okay. Who would win in a fight between a Navy SEAL with a toddler's brain or a toddler with a Navy SEAL's brain? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the size of the Navy SEAL with a toddler's brain will still win. Just Uh, dangerously big? Because they're so big and they're they're (laughs) machines. Yeah. Uh, but the mindset, I would, I would say the turtle wins the race. Okay. And so I would take the mind of the person of the seal of the seal. Okay. Then I would the, the beef of it. So here's your last one. You're granted the ability to time travel and visit your past self. You're only allowed to say 10 words. What age do you go to? And what do you say? I think if I was 17, I could hear this message. So when I was 17, I would tell myself, words if it's 20 words it's 20 words but what would you tell yourself i would say forgive yourself fast you're gonna fail a lot fall in love with disciplines because that's gonna get you everything you want okay and that's good advice now good advice then Mm -hmm. and good advice to end on before before we get you out of here can you plug away where people can um maybe there's a ceo listening that wants to book you maybe people want to follow along on your social media plug away where can they find find justin most um justinmost.com j-u-s-t-i-n-m-a-u-s-t justinmost.com is my website um i'm on linkedin I, i don't know what my handle is just justin most you'll find me and then i'm also on facebook love it Thank you for your time, Justin. This was great. Dude, people are going to love this. This one. is awesome. Thanks awesome. for doing this podcast. I know you bring a lot of great people in and, and you're sending an awesome message out. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.